the New York media has gotten soft, including you, Paul. I don't need any kind of crap from you. Take a lap defense. Take a lap special teams. Who cares? No. It doesn't matter. It sure does. It doesn't. Paul, do you know what drip is? Do we have to explain? Hold on, Jake. What do you mean add a player? What is this, like buying a vowel? Removing goalposts? How stupid is that? No drunkenness. He answered the question fine. We move on. I came here to hear Paul Schwartz and strip club. The kicker. You hear how he says the kicker. Like he's a subset from the team. Do I send you journalism lessons on Twitter? We got a lot of angry people on this podcast. Yeah. Ooh, welcome back to a special free agency edition of the Blue Rush Podcast, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. I'm Jake Brown, and joining us later in this program, we will chat with one of these newest giant free agents. That's offensive lineman, New Yorker, hailed from Long Island, John Feliciano, Feliz Navidad. He's going to join us later in the program. But first, let's welcome back the host of Blue Rush. That would be two-time Super Bowl champion kicker, Lawrence Tynes, and his co-host, Giants beat writer for the New York Post, Paul Schwartz. How is everybody's offseason going? The Giants have about enough money left for a couple chicken nuggets, but some interesting moves. Lawrence, how have you been? How's life going? I've been great, man. I missed you guys. Been following the news. It's kind of been trickling in. I I love what they're doing. I love the move they moves they've made. We'll talk about them. But this is Joe Shane's team now, and Brian Dable. They're they're putting their stamp on it early with the draft to come. So I'm excited. I think a lot of the things they've done on paper make sense. But of course, I'm a show me guy. So we'll see, guys. I haven't seen you guys and talked to you guys in so long. Um, Pat Shermer's not the coach anymore, right? Uh, nope. No, nope. no Pat Shermer. Okay, uh, Joe Judge um, entering his third year. What? No? Nope. No Joe Judge? Man, it's been a while, hasn't it? The Giants have become the Bills East, I guess you can call it, right? Most people think Buffalo is north. It's really west. So it's now shuffle from Buffalo. It is now Bills East. Lawrence, a um, lot of Bills, right? A lot of former Bills on this roster, which I guess we shouldn't be surprised with Brian Dable and Joe Shane here. Nope. You bring in players. You know, that typically happens when you see a general manager or a head coach move in to kind of implement the system. But to be honest with you, if you just look around the landscape of the NFL, how bad were the Giants? I mean, a lot of our starters that are free agents haven't even signed anywhere. I mean, they started for the Giants and can't even sign a free agent contract anywhere. Not saying all of them, but that just shows you how bad this roster was and it needed a Complete overhaul. So, you know, the New York Bills, are we going to be jumping on tables over there in East Rutherford before games? If they hey, if they win a few games, they'll be jumping on anything. You know, now, now it's interesting. You have been talking about quarterback, backup quarterback. I know you're a Daniel Jones guy. Tyrod Taylor was signed. He was where on your list of guys that you wanted to see come in here? Being totally honest, I had no clue he was a free agent. I don't study it like that. I, I do like him just because he's a quarterback that has a winning record. He's been with Dable or Joe Shane before. He's been to a Pro Bowl. Maybe some people don't know that, but I didn't know that he was obviously a target. But listen, anyone that watched Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm last year needs to know this is a great signing no matter what. We don't ever want to go through that period of football again where we have to watch two guys who aren't any better than any of us here on the show play quarterback. 
Now, it's, um, you know, that old great movie, um, All the President's Men, the great line, follow the money, right? You know, you can, you know, sometimes fans and they say, well, why was this guy brought in? And this guy's not that good. And just follow the money. Look at the money of what these guys are signed for. And that will tell you pretty much what their roles will be or what they expect their roles to be. Now, then some people looked at Tyrod Taylor and said, two years, 11 million. That's a lot of money for a backup. All those years when you were with the Giants, right? Eli Manning's backups made no money, and they never played. So we never knew, right? Last year, we found out what happens with backup quarterbacks. So it's too much money unless the guy has to play. If he has to play, it's worth every penny. That's what I think. Tyrod Taylor has a winning record. He's 26-25-1 as an NFL starter. His quarterback rating of 88.2 is higher than Daniel Jones's. He's mobile. He can run. You know, he certainly can run. He's smart. And he knows this Brian Dable offense. So so the reality of it is, listen, to right now today, Tyrod Taylor is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. This is where I'm going with it. But his ceiling is not as high as Daniel Jones is. He's going to be brought in here, I think, to push him. I don't think even if he's better than him during camp that they're going to say, okay, Tyrod, you're the starter, because they do want to see what Daniel's all about. But I'm just saying as of right now, anyone in the New York Giants fandom that says we overpaid – is delusional. I never, even as a former player, want to go back to what we witnessed last year. And I've had some very candid conversations with some of that staff since the season ended. And some of them said they've never seen a worse quarterback than Jake Fromm. Never seen one in the NFL. Now think about all the kids that come through these teams, practice squad, training camp. They had never seen anyone worse. That's a strong statement. That's not good. That's Well, put it this way. With Tyrod Taylor, if he has to play, you are guaranteeing Giant fans there will not be back-to-back quarterback sneaks near the goal line. Is that what you're saying? You know, you know, I, I like him. You know, I, I like him. But, you know, I didn't buy into the Marcus Mariota, things like that. The backup quarterback, you sign a guy, that's set. Are you satisfied? Look, we have a draft. I get that. This is not a draft show. We're going to do a lot of talk about the draft, you know, later this month and, and next month. Are you satisfied right now with what they did on their offensive line? Because they they signed a bunch of guys, but I don't know if they're more than just a bunch of guys right now. Well, Glowinski is the one guy who got some real money, three years, $18 million. Right. You, you, that, that's, that's the follow the money. That's the contract to come in and start easily. Yeah, easily. that's a starting contract. Correct. He will come in and start. Yes. Good player. Feliciano, who we're going to visit with today, he's a good player. Listen, he's he started at a lot of positions. I think I think they're – envisioning him as the center. I think, listen, anyone, anytime you can take players away from a franchise that wins and has a winning culture like the Bills did, I mean, a lot of their backups were probably better than our starters. And so they're going to come in here and compete. Naturally, we have two very, very high picks as the draft sits today. That could change. But I, I think I'm fine with everything. Listen, we were broke. We have no money. Like Jake said, we have enough to go get a chicken parm for lunch, maybe. I said chicken nuggets. Chicken parm's a little pricey for these. That's, <laughs> depends where you're getting Jake, the chicken Jake parm. Jake is like, what do you mean no money? Chicken parm for lunch? That's that's. I'm a king with that. I'm a king with that that much money for lunch. Yeah, that's fine. But pa- Jake, no pasta on the side, okay? No, nope, we can't. What about Paul? Can I, Paul, let me ask you. I was thinking about that. what are you? Where are you at with tight end? That's the one position for me that. I saw we got rid of you know some talent. Obviously, Evan Ingram, friend of the show, he's he's going to do great things down in Jacksonville. I have no doubt. But talk about spending money, Lawrence. Jacksonville spent everything that the Giants don't have, so he got you know, nine but, million. But that, Lawrence, you you know the player landscape. You know 
and contracts better than I do as far as the mindset. Were you surprised that Evan Ingram got a one-year, $9 million deal? I mean, he's a young guy. I think teams still want to see where he's at mentally because he has been beat up in, in New York. And I think with the Trevor Lawrence, he he could really excel. I, I don't know who the coordinator is down there, but, man, they're going to use him. And he's an explosive player. We've been saying that on the show for a couple of years. He, he is going to be a – I hope he does so, so well. I, I really am going to pull for him and make sure I check in on him every Sunday to see what he's doing. And you know what? If you have all that cap space and, you know, I mean, look, if they gave him a three-year deal, they wouldn't have to pay $9 million in cap space. He basically, got they, franchised they by a, he basically got franchised by another team because that's what the franchise tag number. You know, there's a kid, Paul, that intrigues me that was on this team last year, and he's not a blocker, but that this Rice and John guy, people, Giants fans are going, who, who's, who are you talking about? He's a 6'7", long, lanky, 220, 230-pounder. He got put on IR last year. If I'm picking a player right now that no one knows about to make the roster, it's him. He's a player that stuck out to me last year, and then he got hurt. Did he stick out to you at all? He, well, he stuck end? out because when he went out there, he said, who's the basketball player on on the football field? But I mean, he, he, looks, he was a you know, Canadian kid. Yeah, I mean, he got hurt. You know what I mean? He got hurt before I could make a full evaluation, obviously, but he can certainly – be a target. Now, they did sign Ricky Seals-Jones, don't forget, from Washington as a tight end. He's the starter right now, Paul. He's on the depth chart. One he's year, number one. On the, yeah, well, one-year one deal. He's the yeah. starter. He's the backup, and he's the number three tight end. He's the practice squad. He's everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, Kyle Rudolph, they cut. Uh, Evan Engram left. Caden Smith, they cut. You know, that kid, you know, can't stay healthy. So, you know, Ricky Seals-Jones was a wide receiver at Texas A&M. He's been on, I think this is his fifth team in six years or something like that. You know, he just goes from one team, catches 16 passes, goes to another team, catches 18 passes. Um, Caught a touchdown pass to beat the Giants last year in week two for Washington. So he is a, 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 a receiving threat. I imagine he'll be on the team. But yeah, I mean, look, I think uh, third day of the draft, they're going to get a tight end. Uh, maybe they'll... Uh, pick somebody up, a blocking tight end in free agency still, you know, in the third tier. Look, this is not going to be a marquee thing unless maybe they shock everyone, pick a tight end in, in the third round or something like that. You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what Brian Dable thinks of tight ends. And, and uh, you know, because Ricky Seals-Jones is not it, obviously. He's just a guy. And then the other playmakers, you know, you get Matt Breida, who's a guy who played with, you know, our guest, John Feliciano, another former Buffalo Bill. Does that name intrigue you? Kind of a uh, – a short-term, inexpensive deal to, I guess, back up Saquon Barkley. Is is he a name that intrigues you, or is he just a depth guy? Well, he's. if you think about it, he's actually the second Buffalo running back that we've signed. We signed a young kid off the practice squad. I can't think of his name. You know, if you really think about the Buffalo Bills offense, it does not involve a Saquon Barkley. It really doesn't. It, it, and it's the whole reason, if you watch in the offseason, the Buffalo Bills tried to sign J.D. McKissick from the Commanders. Got that right first time. So it, you can tell what what that offense likes to do. They like to get the ball to the, the to the running back in the backfield, out of the backfield, throwing it. So I'll be honest with you guys. I, I don't think Saquon's on this team in 2022. I don't think you have a need for him. I, I, I really think if you can move him, I think if you can move him, there's a team out there that covets his skills. I, I just think if you can move him, you know, and get a, a mid-round pick for him, then you do it. Uh, That's it? You think you trade him for a third or fourth round pick and then just call it a day? Just by kind of these moves they've made with these subtle moves with the running back position. And listen, none of these guys are better than Saquon Barkley when Saquon Barkley's playing well. But Well, I mean, I mean, this re- look, they don't have a starting running back right now if you take Saquon Barkley off the team, which is fine right now. They don't have to play right well, now. Well, no one um, could even name the Buffalo Bills running back over the last four years, can you? Think about it. 
Well, it doesn't matter. He's a good player. I mean, um, look, I, I right, get it. but th- but that's what we would say about Breida and, and whoever else they. Well, know, hold on, Bre- Breida is you know you know what Matt Matt Breida is to me, and you know he he's an NFL player. He's fast. Uh, he had a, a really good year, one good year with the 49ers. You know, he he's he was in Dayball's team. He was with the Bills last year. He was the third running back. He didn't get any action. So you know, they had two guys in front of him. So he didn't play much at all. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I don't know what you guys think, but. You know, Matt Breida at one point was on my fantasy football team in the last five years. Okay. I think he's been on everybody's fantasy football team. When he was on because, the Niners, yeah. Yeah, because he he would have a good game. Your running back would get hurt. You'd pick him up. He'd disappoint you. Then you'd dump him. Then you'd have a hundred. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys. I mean, but here's the thing is he, would you rather have him or Devontae Booker on your team? Because that's the decision right now. They cut Booker to save two million bucks, right? That money's going right to Matt Breida. So this, coaching staff looked at Booker and said, nah, we can do better than him. So right now they didn't sign Breida to be a starter. They signed him to be a backup for Barkley or Lawrence, whoever else it is. Yeah. They're trying to get faster. You can tell that like Booker was a nice player, but just no explosive plays, right? When you think of Galladay and some of the players we have on this team, there's just no explosive players and they're trying to get more explosive you know, you can tell that that's what the Bills are about, explosive play. So I, I like Brita. Like I said, I'm I'm not so sure uh, Saquon Barkley's on this team. Now, what about James Bradbury? Because that is the $12 million question. Look, his, his cap number is what? Almost $22 million. He's on the market. Nobody's giving him squat because they say, you're just going to cut him. We know you're going to cut him. We're going to wait till you cut him. And if we trade for him, we got, we have to find $21 bucks in cap space to fit him in unless we extend him because he's going into the last year of his contract. He's a darn good player. He's a darn good player. You put him right now on a contending team that is maybe a cornerback short, that makes a big difference. What do you do with James Bradbury? I would extend him. I, I would I would sign him. I mean, I, I think he checks every box. He's available. He's a good teammate. He's a good player. He struggles a little bit against speed, but Depending on the scheme, you know, I think Wink Martindale is more of a man guy, right? If you think about Baltimore, I don't think he's a scheme fit for Wink Martindale's offense because you got to be able to roll. And James James is a good cover two corner. He's a good zone guy. I mean, he can play some man as long as he doesn't have to cover the field. What is his cap hit this year? You said twenty one million. Uh, cap hit is twenty one million if they if they take him off the roster, they save twelve, but they incur like nine million in dead money. You know, look, look, put it this way. They need, they're like about $3 million over, under the cap right now, probably a little less than that because some of these contracts have not come in yet. Now, they know they need like 12 to $14 million to sign their nine draft picks. Right now they have nine. Maybe they'll have 10. Maybe they'll have eight. You know, we don't know how many picks they have. Don't forget, they have two first-round picks. That's expensive. So at some point, you know, that's like, Jake just bought a new home stereo system, right? And you can't afford it today, but you know at some point you're going to have to pay for it, you know, next month. When I know this very well, Paul. My life is like Sally Mae. The amount of payment plans and things I am paying, I'm like the Giants right now. When it You're comes kicking to the can down the road, right? But eventually it comes due, right? Eventually the bill comes due. Uh, it, it's hard for me to think how they can keep Bradbury on the roster. Now, even Saquon, if they get rid of Saquon, it's $7.2 million. It's not enough. It's not enough. I don't see where they're getting this cap space to sign these draft picks, you know, which is going to happen in May. You know, they don't have to sign them in April, in May. 
things like that. You're not saying the Giants won't move on from both players, Bradbury and Saquon. I have to be convinced. At this point right now, they have not been shopping Saquon, okay? You know why? Because nobody wants him. Well, you can still shop. Let's them. be real. Yeah, they were shopping Bradbury, and no one and no one, you know, took a sniff of Bradbury because, right now. That, that's a different scenario, though. I think because of what the, they know. Hey, if you guys, you guys are going to cut them maybe later in the season. Well, you know, look, well, the draft always shakes things up, right? I'm going to the owners' meetings in Florida at the end of the week. You know, that a lot of talks start happening in, in the owners' meetings. You know, draft talk. You know, the combine is a lot of free agency talk. The owners' meetings is a lot of draft talk. So, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? You know, he lies to me. I lie to him. You know, I tell him something right. I tell this guy something wrong. You know, obviously the quarterbacks. If does anyone want to trade up into the first five spots for a quarterback, that would really benefit the Giants and. You know, so so you get there. All of a sudden, a team says, well, we may want to take a running back in the second round. That didn't work out. That third round, we didn't like it. And and all of a sudden, they say, you know what? Or maybe in the spring, some guy gets hurt. I mean, Saquon Barkley is sitting there. And, you know, you put him on a good team that all of a sudden their running back goes down. I mean, he could be a freak show for one of these teams on, on the last year of his contract. I mean, I'm not sold that Saquon Barkley is damaged goods and done. I'm just not sold on that. The guy's not even 25 yet. I'm not sold. I think he's going to be reinvigorated by new staff, new offense, new scheme. And, and Dable's obviously an expert at getting the ball in the hands of his playmakers. For some reason, I don't think he's going to be on this team. I'm not saying he's not going to have a good year. I think Saquon will bounce back, and I hope he does because he's fun to watch. But I just think that they're going to move on from him. A couple of news and notes quick before we get to John Feliciano. Uh, Sterling Shepard. Contract restructured, so that was good for the Giants. Blake Martinez took a bit of a pay cut. That was big to bring him back to the defense. Logan Ryan, what do you guys think about the Giants uh, releasing him? A, a kind of leader on that defense is gone. First of all, before you say restructured, no. Massive pay cuts. You know, restructuring is giving me more money now and getting it later. Look, these guys were, were slashed. I mean, Blake and Sterling's contracts were slashed, especially Blake's. They're both coming off injuries. You know, Blake, look, what has Blake done wrong, right? You no, know, Sterling Shepard has been injured a bunch of times. You know, they, they drafted guys like Kadarius Tony over him. Blake came in, played great football, was a good leader, a great leader, and then tore his ACL. And now there's a new coaching staff, a different defensive coordinator, and you are now going to have to accept a massive pay cut or else we will cut you. So, Look, that's life in a big city. It's tough. Uh, so, I mean, as far as those two guys, and I'll let, you know, Lawrence can, you know, we'll, we'll obviously talk about that. And um, Logan, which I was surprised but not shocked about. But look, that's, look, Lawrence, you played in the league. You don't have massive guaranteed contracts, right? A guy like Blake, he did nothing wrong except stepped wrong and tore his knee, and he's going to take a massive pay cut. It'll be very hard for him to get that money back at some point. Very hard. Well, listen, the NFL is the best, worst business in professional sports. It, that kid that from Michigan, God bless him, the kid that tore his Achilles at his pro day. Jabo, yeah. Ojibbe, the Ojibbe, viral Ojibbe. video. I mean, I can't even emphasize enough. That's what the NFL looks like. Like, even in practice – I don't care who it is, minus your star quarterback. If somebody gets hurt, they literally move the practice 15 yards in front of that guy and keep going. And then the trainers will tend to that guy. The coaches very rarely will go over there unless it's some legend of your team. That's just what it is, man. And it sucks to watch and see guys get hurt, especially Blake Martinez, who did nothing wrong. But you know what? I hope he has a hell of a season and hit somebody over the head for a lot of money because he's a good player and he's not that old. A minor setback for a major comeback. Are you surprised at the Logan? A little bit, yeah, because I thought he was just one of those pieces you keep. 
like kind of like Blake, but you know, to your point, he was making a lot of money. And oh, by the way, he's in a pretty good situation down in Tampa now. So this is literally, we don't want you on our team for whatever reason. Lost a step, which might be the case. Not a scheme fit, like you mentioned with Bradbury. You know, I don't think Wink Martindale wants a free safety. You know, those were a bunch of zone type players back there. Him, Bradbury, you know, Dory's got speed. We'll see. It'll be interesting on the Bradbury fund. I, I can't. Wait to see what happens. Yeah, just interesting. Him. You know, Logan Ryan was the poster child for Joe Judge's player, right? Joe Judge brought him in. He played great his first year, got a good contract out of it. And, you know, maybe this new coaching regime just looks at it and says, I want my own voices. I don't need Logan Ryan's voice. Yeah, he's a strong, he's a very, very strong personality. Yeah, he is. And he was a Joe Judge guy. And he lives in Florida. He's going to play at Tampa. Tom Brady is an incredible, you know, he's the de facto GM. And I would say Logan Ryan landed not on two feet, on three feet. Yeah, I'm surprised he did not. I'm sure he had offers from maybe the Raiders, too, with Patrick Graham out there. That's a Tom Brady says, jump, you say how high, right? Yeah, the AFC is stacked after this QB carousel that has happened. It seems like everyone's left the NFC and and went to the AFC. It's like, you know, a lot of people left New York during COVID, didn't come back. The AFC is getting up. All the greats. Other signings, Jamil Douglas, McAnoe, Casey Kreider, David Sills, Jihad Ward. So there's some depth moves. And then finally, Riley Dixon, Lawrence, has been cut. I know this is a travesty for you that the Giants will have to find a new punter. It's like like four or five days after the guy got married, too. I mean, come on, <laughs> Giants. He did not have a particularly great season, but Riley is a very, very talented punter. He will catch on somewhere. It just didn't work out. Listen, sometimes you have bad years and you come up against, you know, he had a pretty high cap number. He was a very well compensated punter. But Riley's young. He's strong. He's a good punter. He'll he'll find a job somewhere. But listen, it's the NFL. Lived it for a long time, man. It's you don't play well, you get cut. So knock on wood. I never got cut. That's I never got cut while talk, I was I a player. Yeah. Right. No, more punter talk. Graham Gano, Matt Gono. Right. Didn't have a good year. You know, you know, last year. Joe Judge several times was very conservative with his with his decisions on fourth down, right? And he said, you know what? My offense is no good. I'm going to punt the ball away. And and Riley Dixon made him look like a fool a bunch of times with bad punts that didn't get that field position. But performance, salary, right? This was not a Logan Ryan. Where it was not if he was salary. only making a million bucks, they'd have kept him. Probably, and brought in somebody else and made the best man win in, in training camp. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, they saved like $3 million bucks on the cap by getting rid of him. Yeah, Joe Judge was also conservative on first, second, and third down, as well as fourth down a lot of times this season. Well, a guy who won't be conservative at any downs is the newest Giants offensive lineman. By the way, we will get to the draft talk at the end of April as we have a pre-draft and post-draft show as the NFL draft comes from Viva Las Vegas. All right, joining us next. Yes, it's the newest Giants offensive lineman, New Yorker, former Bill, John Feliciano, right here on Blue Rush. The health analytics. All right, Lawrence, joining us now on the Blue Rush podcast is the newest New York Giants offensive lineman. He was a fourth-round pick in 2015 by the Raiders out of the University of Miami and has played seven seasons in the NFL for the Raiders the past three in Buffalo, flipping tables, jumping on tables for the Bills. He was born in Long Island, East Meadow, Long Island, stand up, one of us. Let's give a warm blue rush and big blue welcome 
to John Feliciano. John, it's Jake Brown and Lawrence Tynes. Welcome to the show. Let's give him a round welcome, of applause. Welcome, 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 welcome. Back. That was a great, that was a great introduction. That rolled. Did you practice that? It rolled right off the tongue. Yeah. John, that, that's all he's known for. That's the only thing he can do is intro <laughs> and wear shirts that say chicken eat, farm. So, are you a chicken parm yeah. guy? You like that? favorite, favorite meal? I was yes. actually, Look I was that. actually uh, was like, wow, why don't I have, you know what else? He actually owns some ramen noodles. Yeah. Shirts. I have ramen flavors, so Cheetos, a flame and hot Cheetos and regular Cheetos and then ramen beef, ramen, original and ramen chicken. And I will need to see a doctor for a uh, professional. <laughs> I have a ramen shirt as well. I, I wore it. You can probably catch a video of me after my first year with the bills. They asked me a question about Dave's and I was wearing a ramen shirt. I was like, well, I didn't think I was going to get interviewed today. So <laughs> top ramen. Listen, it's just a lot of confidence. That's a lot of self-confidence. A lot of self-confidence to rock the ramen. Noodles. It's not just me. Everyone's rocking. So you come to New York chicken parm. Where do you go? Do you have a, a chicken parm spot? Not yet. I'm, I'm open to all of them. I'm, I'll try. You know what? We should have a show. Me and you go around, try a chicken parm everywhere. Hey, that's actually not a bad idea. That's I'm like full, a Tuesday. I'm full of great ones. That's a Tuesday for me. That's I mean, just like. Yeah. A... <laughs> so where do you get pizza? What's it? I mean, you're a New Yorker. So, uh, so my cousin, my or my dad's cousin, I guess. What does that make him? My second cousin, Gino's Pizza. He works there. He's been working there forever. It's one of the top places I go every time I'm with my family. Fire. Okay, we're let's let's we're done talking about food, Jake. So a lot of debate on social media. Are you a center? Are you a guard? Are you a tackle? I looked you, your college career up. You are an offensive lineman, essentially, right? You you have the skill set to play all of them. What did the Giants tell you, or what do you want to play, or how did this all go down in terms of you coming here on a one year deal? Yeah, like you said, I played every position basically. I started a game at left tackle at Miami. I started a lot of games at right tackle, left guard, and then I came into the league, played right guard mostly. I was a backup center in Oakland. I love that center life, man. It's kind of the first time I started playing it. It's just the the extra stuff it brings in the league, into the game. It's there's a lot more responsibility on my shoulder, and it keeps me. Not saying the game gets easy, you know, but it keeps me dialed in because you got to be on your top. You got to be on your A game when you're in center and you got to there's 10 other guys that are relying on your call every play and you touch the ball every play. So you so you like that. Like that's that's you want to, you know, you and the quarterback, right? That's. Yeah, I mean, I make I've been like even going back. Uh, I was out there making calls at guard for Buffalo. So that's kind of. Everyone that's that, that's been around me, they understand uh, how smart I am and what the pride I take in and being that guy for the team. I'm just looking forward to it. If you talk to the other offensive linemen, obviously that's been something that's plagued the Giants for the last, what, what Lawrence, 10 years. It's something that they want to address. They have addressed with you and Glowinski, and I'm sure there's going to be a top draft pick there. Have you spoke with uh, any of the guys yet so far? Um, a little bit. I talked to Mark. Me and him go back to our East West Shrine days. We are on the same team. I got to spend a couple of days with him. And then Jamil Douglas, who who we started this thing together, working out at IMG and getting ready for the combine. So me and him are really familiar. We were with Buffalo last year together. Um, and I met a couple of the other guys when, when I went there to sign. But uh, we, we I think we go in there in like 12 days. So we'll get that popping then. Yeah, it, listen, it's been a struggle, as you as you well know, for the Giants for, for a long time. I think a lot of it, to, in my opinion, was scheme. I, I think they've they've had some good players, but as you know, scheme is everything. If your coaches don't put you in the right situation, you can you guys can look bad in a hurry. But you're bringing a mentality down here, a winner's mentality. Uh, you you have been on a very very good one of the elite football teams 
in the last three years in the NFL. What do you plan on bringing down to this football team? I mean, this this offensive line, for the most part, you know, with with Thomas and and some of the guys on Pert, they're young. They're young. I mean, you can have a huge influence on them now. Naturally, you want to take care of your own business, but what do you bring to the table in terms of leadership and and what these guys can expect you're going to get from you? Yeah, I only know how to play the game one way, and that's full tilt, being kind of a douchebag, talking crap. You and Nick Gates are going to get along really well. He's he Nick. Yeah, he's he's same way. Yeah, and I know Mark's the same way. And I mean, I'm just excited. The way I came into Buffalo three years ago, they were kind of in the same situation up front was. And uh, you saw what Bobby and Dayball were able to do then and to turn that around. And as soon as that turned around, we were off and running. You know, we have a lot of work to do, but you know, I'm just looking forward to it. We're going to just be, we're going to grind. And that's, uh, that's one thing I can say. Was there a comfort factor coming here with Dayball and Shane uh, when you signed with the Giants. I assume there were some other teams interested. Was there the comfortability of them and the combination of coming back to the Big Apple that kind of reeled you in? It was definitely, there was teams, but uh, it was definitely that with Dave's and Bobby. And also they were cool with me playing center. And they, they knew from practice. And I mean, not last season, the year before, Mitch had got a concussion, Mitch Morris. And then he came back and they, they, they were still ready with me at center for a couple games until we took that loss in AZ and the Hail Mary. And then, you know, when a loss happens, things, they got to they gotta, they gotta scramble things up. There's no question that center is, to me, Nick Gates is another year away. I mean, that's a pretty horrific injury he had. I played with a guy named, named Rich Soybert, who was undrafted, mauler, 10-year guard, center combo guy. I mean, he had a very similar injury, and he missed two years, essentially, same scar, big nasty, looks like a shark bite type scar. But I had to watch that play way too many times. Just, just Jonathan, you guys are so damn vulnerable. It blows me away that you guys don't get hurt more. Like watching the bodies flying, the feet, the ankles. And, you know, I played in Kansas City with, with like a Will Shields, a Casey Wigman. These guys played like 14,000 snaps. Straight, and they're just like it's. A, I don't know how you guys do it, but I. But once you feel, once you feel a hit, you gotta just go limp and just ride, roll, roll just, with it. Okay, don't, so there's a technique to this. Okay. Yeah, you gotta learn how to fall, and you gotta learn when it's just time to just fall on your ass and to take you get your knees out. Just take. All right, there's the strategy behind this. Coming to the Giants, man, and you know, I read the the story that was out there, and just driving through the city. I mean. It must be special. You know, I'm I'm a New Yorker through and through. I'm, I live in a store in Queens and I absolutely love New York. And there's something different, right? Like I, I've said, like New York football is struggling that people will be like, the Bills are in New York. Don't forget us. But we're talking the Big Apple, the number one market, media market. Uh, you talk, you're going to talk to a lot more reporters here. There's going to be a lot more critics. But it seems like with your story and people could read about it and what you've been through in your life you kind of thrive off of that. So it seemed like that was a match made in heaven. Yeah, I do. I mean, I was fortunate. Something I learned growing up is it don't really matter what people think. I really don't care unless you're my peer or a teammate or a coach, then your opinion means something to me. And it means a whole lot. Unfortunately, I do. The only thing that matters to me is doing what's right for my team and being a good teammate and being a good dad. And husband and I feel like all that rolls into one yeah listen that's important I get asked a lot about you know these two trophies behind me and the players that were on that football team Jonathan they weren't great players but you know what they were they were amazing people like we only had like one pro bowler on one of our Super Bowl teams and maybe two the next time 
But man, that that group, and as you know, being on, you've been on great freaking football teams. So you you get this. Like you just left a awesome winning culture. And you guys are trying to bring that to New York. Now it helps to have Josh Allen. You could have brought his ass with you, but, <laughs> but, but we did, we're all big Daniel Jones fans uh, on the show. And I think he has been dealt a horrible hand. You don't have to say anything about Daniel Jones, but I think you're going to like him. I think you're going to love his toughness, his grit. And I hope you guys do your job because I think there's something special there. And I, I hope, I hope we're all right for Giants nation because he has had his ass kicked. And this is his third years. coach, correct? Third coach. He doesn't complain. I, you're going to meet him if you haven't yeah, already. Yeah, I talked to him a little, a little bit already. But, man, he just he just seems like he's just a dude you want to play for. Yeah, I mean, but before I signed with Buffalo, well, it was the mark on Josh Allen. Everyone hated Like, no one no one believed in Josh, you know what I'm saying? Unless you were, unless you were his teammate, unless you were there every day or if you were in Buffalo and then, you know, we gave him a little protection and I mean, Josh does some ma- some magic stuff back there, but you know, it all starts with protection and coaching as well. And I think Dayball, Dayball is the kind of the guy that he's definitely his, the way he calls plays and he runs his offense. It's definitely, he looks out, you know what I'm saying? We might be throwing the ball 50 times, um, but you know, he does a good job of mixing up quick passes, little, RPOs, little waggles, things like that. So he, I think Daniel will, will will benefit from from having Dave's around. John Feliciano joining us at Mongo Feliciano, which Mongos they call fans of Mike Francesa here, the the radio host in New York as well. Mongo, so fun factory there. You mentioned Brian Dayballs. Uh, we're talking to Mongo with the beard and shirtless, showing off the tats, showing off how much bigger his muscles are than me and a kicker over here. And Andrew, <laughs> um, you mentioned Dayball. Now, he he's a guy who he has the look of a guy. I mean, looks like kind of a more bearder, older, chubbier me. A little but, chubbier you, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's my <laughs> doppelganger. He's had a little chicken farm himself, I'm sure. Chicken uh, farm. He is a not little. He can, he, can eat, he can eat people under the table, I'll tell you that. Oh, fun facts about Dave's. Well, he looks like the guy, and, you know, Daniel Jones to talk about him and flip cup beer pong and a bar in Hoboken. That was a big storyline. He looks like a guy that I want chugging my beer in flip cup. Like he gets all the beer. Do you have any stories about Dayball or want to take our listeners inside who this guy is? Because he looks like a goofy guy you want to party with. Yeah. I mean, he's just a guy's guy. You got to be careful with him because he's in it. He always has a joke up his sleeve. So every time he says something to me, I just, I gotta, I gotta, take it in and make sure there's no punchline coming on behind it. I mean, <laughs> Bobby was telling me, even in some of the, the, the meetings, you know, the heat, Dave was just getting people with his old jokes and Bobby's just sitting back and just like, Oh, oh here he comes. He's just, uh, he can be a dick. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's good. You need that. Uh, he's, he's going to get the best out of you. He wants the best out of you. And he, he truly cares about you as a person and, and you developing as a person. He's going to bust your balls. He's a talk crap. He's a New Yorker. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, shoot, since last year, my second year in Buffalo, we we're all like, damn, we're going to miss Dave's. Like, there's no way he's not getting a head coaching job. And then, you know, we went on our run and, you know, he couldn't interview for a job, I guess, or however the rules were. And then we we're all just like, yeah, he's stuck. He's going to be stuck here. Uh, he's just that kind of guy that you want to play for. When I got the opportunity to, to follow him here, it was a no-brainer. So when you say he was a he's a dick, he's just like a hard nosed guy, and if you mess up, he'll let it be known that you screwed up. He's a smart ass, you know what I'm saying? Like he like especially especially if you're one of his dudes, he's gonna lay into you sometimes. But uh, it's all it's all 
good and all, all, all fun. And I couldn't say enough good things about him. You know what, though? That's, that's so important, it's, and it's probably why people love playing. You love playing for those coaches that hug you when you do well. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that are allowed to rip you. You, exactly. you can't just have a coach, even since you're a kid, like ripping your ass every game. Because then it's like, well, listen, you got to give me a little love every once in a while. Those are the best mm-hmm. football coaches. And that's uh, why Brian Dable got his shot here. I think people love him. They're, I think New York's yeah. going to love him. And he's the same guy every day. You know what I'm saying? He, there's no up and down and up and down. He's just right here. Like he's going he's gonna to mess with you. He's going to talk crap to you. But he's also going to love up on you. And he's just trying to make things fun. Because, you know, you know how long the season is. Sometimes you get in, you know, week eight, nine, ten during the dog days of, of the season. And guys start – their minds start going elsewhere not having their mind on the ball. And, and Dave's will snap that back in for you. John, you know, we, you know the Mongo name. But what also your, – your Instagram, Jonathan Feliciano, Plump Caramel. Uh, you want to explain that one? Uh, it started <laughs> off as a joke. My uh, publicist was like – Shout out to Francis, by the way. Francis, yeah. Miss Francis. She, uh, she, had, she was talking to somebody, and they had asked me if I had, like, a nickname or a stage name. That's what it was. They Whoa. asked him how to stage name. And I was like, uh, stripper name? <laughs> Where are we going? So, so then I just text her back, Plump Caramel. And then we kind of stuck from there. Forming at Sapphires yeah. on Sunday hey, night. Plump Caramel. We're at, at Mons Venus. Everyone welcome Caramel to the stage. <laughs> yeah, are, are, are you about to be the twerkulator in Giants training? <laughs> oh, yes. I the might pull twer- out some moves. Don't yes. Worry. Uh-oh. John oh, Feliciano. Man. Plump Caramel. I love that, Lawrence. That's uh, We need some of that. Yeah, man. I'm glad. Listen, this is a, he's a New York Giant. He kind of reminds me of Rich Soybert. Really. Rich Soybert, Sean O'Hara, that great offensive line I was actually got to be a part of. But yeah, that's what we need, man. It's mentality. This game is all mentality. And they need some of his, some of Jonathan, some of Dave's. I love that name, Dave's. It just Dave's. I want to get a shirt that says Dave's. Rolls, rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, Dave's. It's just so. a cartoon of his face, aka Chubby and then, or me, just What was it? What was it? The caramel? What was it called? The caramel? Plump caramel. We, hey, we caramel. might have to get some hats. Yeah, you know, listen, my guy DJs at Sapphires on Sundays and Mondays. Yeah. So if you if you we gotta hit the <laughs> club and, and see You know there's caramel. a plump caramel at Sapphires. She's <laughs> already not, there. Not, she, not, she, not as good looking. Hey, she's on the C shift at 9 a.m. <laughs> She's not as flexible. <laughs> not as flexible. <laughs> oh god! Like Ty Chewy Vasa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Ty. You like Ty Chewy? Yeah, yeah, absolutely love the UFC. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big UFC fan. Man, my, me too. It's funny. My buddy, uh, I went to high school and middle school with him. I know him growing up, uh, Miguel Baeza. He uh, is an up and coming fight fighter, and uh, his name is Caramel Thunder. So. Oh. Yeah, so okay. it wasn't. It was a complete coincidence, and then uh, that's why I kind of that's why Plump Caramel kind of stuck around just to just to we're the Caramel Brothers. Are you not in the UFC loop, Jake? No, not really. I'm Come out of on, the loop. Man. No, you're missing out. Yeah, Bro, I gotta get more. Seriously, I, it's right next to the NFL for me right now. I love it's it that there, much, especially especially when when they get those cards popping. Like the last, I went to the. The Maslow Covington fight, and uh, that card was. Did you see UFC London this past week? Oh man, man yeah. every that fight was... was nuts. You're way out of the loop, Jake. You're yeah, like, dude, you're like the, huh? I can only imagine. I went to the the Connor Dust the Dustin fight the, when Connor broke his foot, and when they turned the lights off and Connor's music came on, this the chills you get. So I can only imagine 
how London was. Uh, I, I heard, me, and, I heard, me and John are going to start our UFC yeah. show. Yeah, there's a new podcast. <laughs> this is up. New York Post. You got Blue you got, instead of Blue Rush. The chicken go. parm search. There you go. The UFC fights. We got some show ideas here coming out of this. Are you a fan of like other other sports here? Or are you like a Mets or Yankee fan or? Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a big baseball guy. The Nets are cool. I'm a Heat fan though. Who was your football <laughs> squad growing up? Dolphins. Uh, the Jets. No oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but they're on the wrong side now. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll be in the same locker room as those. We guys call them the JV room. in New York over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although right now they have cap space and some money, and uh, that's that's uh, the only difference. A, but they can hit a, a lot of hit and misses. Probably. I'm just. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> hey, it's New York. We love the talking smack. John Feliciano. Do we know, by the way, what your number? I have 72 behind me. Are you 71 or 76? 76. I'm going to write it out. Chris 76. Snee. Yeah, it's replacing Chris. Didn't Chris Snee used to vomit on the sidelines before games? Before every game. Yeah, that's it. There's some people that still do that. I mean, no, I'm not going to drop any names, but yeah, I've, you've seen that. I see that. He used to get so high. Really? Before the game, yeah. you know, we're excited for you here. New York's own John Feliciano. You can follow him. You can follow Plum Caramel on Instagram at Jonathan Feliciano. You might need, you're going to make like an OnlyFans soon. Go just call Plum. Uh, yeah, I almost had, you know, it was uh, the Giants. Didn't an OnlyFans. I almost had to. If the Giants didn't work, Plum Caramel's on Yeah, if this fans. doesn't, if this, it's been uh, running seven, going on eight years. I, I was ready for OnlyFans a couple years ago. Well, listen, it. If after your NFL career, you know, nine ninety nine a month subscription fee, maybe we'll see. We'll see how much you charge. But, <laughs> hey, uh, shout him out. Shout me out on the post. <laughs> All right. John Feliciano. Welcome to the Giants. Thanks for coming on Blue Rush. Jake Brown, Lawrence Tynes. And, uh, you know, hopefully you. we'll have you back on during the season. Definitely. Appreciate you guys for having me out. I didn't know Taco Bell was around when Paul was a kid. I didn't know. I thought it came out uh, later <laughs> on. All righty, Lawrence, you want to close out this special free agent? I missed his voice. You want to close out this special free agency edition of Blue Rush? That's right, Jake. It's been just a few weeks since we've last spoke. That's us, cheerio, to episode 102 of the Blue Rush podcast, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Hartz for producing the show. A few weeks. It's been a few months. It's been a different life the last couple of months. Lawrence, what have you been up to? In these two months, spring is here. Have you been getting allergies? How you been doing? Uh, nay allergies. I've been taking my pills since last October. But I was down at the beach with my family, spending a wee spring break down there, getting a wee bronzer on, if you know what I'm saying. Get Blue Rush at wee five-star rating and write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. You can also now give us a five-star rating on Spotify. As you know, I love Spotify. For Polly Schwartz, Jake Brown, and Andrew Hartz, I'm the Scotsman Lawrence Tynes. We will return late in April to preview the NFL Draft. Stay safe, folks, and thanks for tuning in to Blue Rush. It's been 84 years.